0: Hi, I'm Rebecca Rosen, a spiritual medium and best-selling author. Welcome to my podcast, Small, Medium, at Large. Although small in stature, I've been taking on the big and unusual job of talking to the dead for over 20 years. I serve as a messenger for spirit, helping people to connect to their departed loved ones and guides, while also encouraging them to strengthen their own intuition. Ariella Halevi and Dr. Barak Halevi are co founders of Soul Centered, a Denver, Colorado based spiritual center for individuals seeking meaning, purpose, and healing through midlife and beyond, what they refer to as the afternoon of life. Utilizing energy healing, intuitive guidance, healing visualizations, spiritual counseling, and ancestral lineage trauma healing, Ariella, known as the healer of Soul Centered, works with clients helping them to reawaken a deeper connection to their soul and discover their spirit to heal, transform, and feel empowered in their lives. Baruch is known as the guide of soul-centered. Synthesizing his training and expertise in meaning-centered psychotherapy, the Enneagram, Kabbalah, and Eastern meditation and mindfulness practice, Baruch guides his clients to find deeper meaning when facing life's crisis crossroads discover their sole purpose, and live their true self. Barak and Ariella happen to be both my brother and sister-in-law and two very important members of my Team Spirit ground crew along this journey. So join us for a powerful and enlightening chat on facing and transforming anxiety, oming your power, and all the ways they provide care, healing, and guidance to my clients through their life's journey. I'm so excited that we get to reconnect and that I get to introduce you to all of my listeners and the amazing work both of you are doing. I mean, I swear, between the two of you you have more degrees and certificates and doctorates than anyone I know. Um it's inspiring because you guys you're really showing up and you're doing the work and you're walking the talk, you know, what it means to be a spiritual being in this human experience. And um And so I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves. Tell us what you're up to and what you're inspired by these days.
1: After you, (laughs) after my wife.
2: So um, we are so excited to be finally fulfilling a 20-year dream of working together. And we've created um, Soul Centered, which is a spiritual center for people in the afternoon of life, for midlife people and beyond that really want to discover meaning, purpose, and healing. And so I am the healer in the afternoon of life, and B is the guide in your afternoon of life. And really, we are here to show you how to uncover new rules, tools, and um, really go through the transitional aspects of the afternoon of life. Um, the afternoon of life is, is coined by Carl Jung. And we talk about this a lot in our podcast and our YouTube videos about the difference between the morning of life, which is the you know birth really from about 40 you know some people kind of wake up before that and then the afternoon of life which is really midlife and beyond and that's like a whole other beast right i mean it's just a time of transitions and loss all sorts of losses your own health your body um grief caretaking, raising teenagers, uh, as we all know. We don't know anything about that. (laughs) Not at all. Um, So it really is a huge different stage in life. And many people walk around feeling like, quite honestly, like they have no tools for this stage. And we are here to help you find the tools to find and discover your sole purpose. And, um, you know, we can talk about specifically what we do, but really that is the Idea of soul centered and to really get to that root cause of what you're dealing with to finally heal and finally find that inner freedom. Want yes. to add to that?
1: I would just say that the the dream began, I think, with you, Rebecca. I think the three of us were in Colorado. From what I remember, like twenty plus years ago, when we were talking about this coming, you know, working together some right. in some way down the road, we had no idea how or what, and we went on a over a two decade long journey. Uh, to weave this together on our end. And so that's what we've been doing the past 20 years and bringing it all together, specifically again for people in the afternoon of life. And I'll just add, only thing I'll add to what Ariella said is that Jung also says that um, if we continue to live in the afternoon of life like we did in the morning of life, we'll fail and we'll cause destruction because what was true in the morning is not always true or ever true in the afternoon of life. And we right. need new goals, we need new rules, we need new tools of how to reinvent ourselves, our lives in the afternoon of life. And so that's that's the work we do.
0: I love it. And um, so it really, this is a destined path, what I would say is part of your soul contract, all of ours. You know, 20 some years ago, I was in Detroit and I had um, this woman who was not a psychic, um, practicing psychic, but she was part of a meditation group I was in. And she said, "One day, I see you and both your brothers and sister-in-law and your dad all living all living in Colorado." And this was Mm -hmm. so far from that, right? We were spread all across the world. I mean, you guys Mm -hmm. at one point weren't even in the country, and so here we are, and we're all doing it in our own way. And um, I just I love it because you know, you know, we're meant to help each other, and you know, I always say the work I do. I think it to be very therapeutic, but I'm not a therapist and mediumship is only one piece of the puzzle. And while an important piece, you know, I always like to refer people out to people like you who have their specialties. You guys are therapists, you're healers. Um, And so that's really why I felt this was so important to talk about this and just make people aware that. You know, we always talk about this. I do the reading. It's mind-blowing, overwhelming. You have to process it, but then what? Mm -hmm. You know, what do you do with that? And you guys have these amazing tools um, on how you can help people. So do you want to share like a little bit more about that?
1: Sure, go ahead. Well, I would throw into the conversation what you just touched on, which is our dad, um, because, you know, he's not here physically to be with us as part of this, but I have felt for a very long time, and I know this resonates with you, Rebecca, that he is very much a part of it, orchestrating it from the other side. And that gives me you know, inspiration, but it also is part of the work that I do, because while he was here in earthly form, he walked away from his soul contract,
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: leaving this world prematurely. And I do believe at, at some level it is a premature leaving of the soul contract when you complete suicide. And I do believe that with the work we're all doing, that I can only speak for Arielle and I, is this is the type of tools, the type of guidance that dad needed, right? When he was entering. And then in the afternoon of life, just like our grandmother, they were lost. They they were, especially dad was trying to continue to live like it was the morning of life. Some of those rules of the morning of life. And I, and I draw a lot of this we do from Dr. Wayne Dyer who has a book called the shift on this, but, um, you know, to to be more is to have more, is to do more, is to accumulate and acquire more. And Dad didn't want to live that way anymore. He tried not to, but he didn't have the resources or the direction of how to translate that into reality. That's a great theory, but what do I do with that in my professional life, in my personal life? And, and you know as well as I do, we watched our Dad fall apart, come undone. And the work I do with my clients is. Guide them, companion them, walk by their side through that midlife transition into the afternoon of life, to find depth and meaning and purpose. I call it soul purpose, so mm-hmm. that they uh, can move forward in, in a way that our dad just couldn't. And I'll talk more about specifics, but yeah. that's very important for I know all of us to put out there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think it connects all of us, obviously. Right. The yeah,
0: thing. there's no question. He he's working with us and through us and doing, you know, from a a higher self place, more aligned place. Ariela, I loved you guys. I listened to your first podcast on anxiety, um, on own your power. I definitely want to go into that. Um, but you were talking about how you need to be aligned with your highest truth and your mm-hmm. highest healing in order to make the highest choices. And that's what that's what we're trying to offer people right? To empower them. Um,
2: and that's what my dad didn't have. Right. I mean, I think alignment is a huge buzzword right now in, you know, in spiritual life and in general, it's really, especially with what we're all going through during COVID, it's really aligning yourself with your highest truth. And that's part of the work that we do. And, um, you know, aligning yourself with your soul purpose and what is that core root purpose that you have your soul contract Um, specifically, I work with women in the afternoon of life that have um, felt like they are lost in a different way. You know, our bodies go go through so much, so much, so many changes. Mm -hmm. And we, a lot of us have spent our lives um, building, building families, building our careers, and overdoing it and over achieving in so many areas. And what holds us back in the afternoon of life is this feeling that there are these root issues, whether it's physical, emotional, or spiritual. There are these root issues, limiting beliefs that I cannot get through. And the tools that I used to use no longer work. And so I need these new uh, these new uncoverings. And so what I do is really guide women intuitively through a process called uh, guided healing visualizations, also using energy work and intuitive guidance, to really uncover the root source of why you still feel stuck. And I work with a lot of women with chronic illness and illnesses. So it's body, it's emotions, limiting beliefs, and it's also spirit. So women on a spiritual path that just, that just feel like there is something more I'm supposed to achieve here. And I am being held back by my own self. And right. so we really get to that core. And there are so many beautiful divine gifts inside. Your body has so much divine wisdom your spirit and we give you space to really uncover that and to live your life in true freedom and that is your sole purpose that's all of our sole purposes right to really live in that freedom i know for
0: me you know i'm an empath and sometimes it doesn't feel safe to feel my feelings and to be in my body we've worked on that together yes. and i um dissociate And so Mm -hmm. I, I then start kind of, I feel like a ghost I'm just walking around feeling very ungrounded and disconnected. Um, And so you've really helped me to drop into the discomfort, sit with it, you know, lean into that um, and feel it no spiritual bypassing it. Right. Right. Um, That's what I love about you guys. It's, there's no BS. It's, you know, you got to feel it to heal it, as you say. Mm -hmm and it's uncomfortable. And right now, all of us, nobody's immune to it. We're all feeling it and going through it to different degrees. Our circumstances might be a little bit different, but we're all feeling the uncertainty. And like you guys said, we're being forced to change and reinvent, um, you know, what that looks like.
1: So in in Kabbalah, um, so I I integrate a few different things. One is which is Kabbalah uh, studied and practiced for about 25 years. And and in Kabbalah, everything hinges on a shattering, an opening. Um, and oftentimes in our society, we look at these shatterings as endings. right? Shattering can be a loss of a loved one. It can be the loss of a uh, you know physical ability, um, all, there are all kinds of shatterings, but um, a relationship. But in Kabbalah, all beginnings start with the shattering, right? the womb and the universe. And so it's really about helping people understand what their shattering is, to create a safe, nurturing space so that you can face it, so that you can embrace it, so you can feel it, so you can heal it. And um, we, we need to reframe these conversations because we live in a shattered world. We live in a time of shatterings with COVID and economics and social unrest and environmental stuff and blah, blah, blah. These are opportunities as well. Right, Right. All we're doing is we're focusing on the negative, but there is a positive. And the work we do is really creating a space for people to have that conversation.
2: I
0: love that so much. Because otherwise, if you don't, you're just, you're you're numbing. You're either sleepwalking through life or you're numbing with your drug of choice, right? Mm -hmm. Which is, um, that's essentially how my journey started. I was literally numbing with food um but it's very real and i it's no longer taboo to talk about all of this you know when our dad died by suicide it was a very taboo conversation few so that was like 15 years ago and um more and more people are are desperate and needing to find that light um so yes the shattering brings more light in and that's what you're guiding people toward So talk, let's talk about that.
2: Like, is that part of the Om Your Power, the seven steps? Absolutely. I mean, I think what we're offering in Om Your Power, Om Your Power, for those of you that don't know, is a seven-day journey to help you find spiritual tools to get through hard times or any times, truly. It's like really finding a deeper spirituality and awakening for yourself. And so Om Your Power is really this, this journey that you take to not spiritual bypass, right? So it's a a journey through meditation, and we can talk about the seven ohms, but through different tools to really uncover your, your feelings, your emotions, to tap into your body, especially right now. Like you said, Rebecca, often we're used to spiritual bypassing and to just kind of leave our bodies, disassociate. And this time in COVID, I was just working with a client before this that she said, "I can't leave. I can't escape my house. Yeah. <laughs> I can't escape my body. I don't. I, I don't can't know escape that feeling my kids." <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, like, there is yeah. like everywhere you look, there's either isolation or people all around you. Feeling <laughs> smothered. I know yes. my clients. I know so many people feeling the
0: same thing. Yes. So Yeah, continue.
2: Yeah, so own your power gives you the tools to realign yourself, to remember that you are a spiritual being having a physical experience here on earth, not the other way around. And COVID is a time where we can raise our vibration, raise ourselves up to live in our highest truth, in our soul purpose, and in our love. And that's really how we kind of invite you to own your power.
1: It's just so your audience knows, it's a complimentary download on our website. Um, and it really is a taste of core tools and principles that we use. It's to me, it's more of a stance. It's a stance about living the afternoon of life, not as shatterings endings, but as openings and beginnings. And so that's where I think the real shift happens, is when we you know own our powers, us saying that we can approach the second half of life in a totally different way so that we don't have to see it through this ending perspective. And then you start looking for the opportunities. You look for the openings. And as you become conscious and mindful and intentional, you're, you are know, you 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 know start manifesting all that you want, not all that you don't want. So that's Own Your Power.
0: I love it. I love the name of it. It's, it's just
1: awesome. We're coming um, out with t-shirts. Own Your Power t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> come into a store near you. Oh,
0: I'll wear it. So our dad used to be really big. I don't know if you know this, but he would always talk about finding the gifts in, you know, all of the challenges. And that is ultimately what this comes around to because, you know, we're constantly through life going through like death and rebirth and over and over until we literally transition from this world to the next. And. You know, just as you're talking, I keep seeing the phoenix rising from the ashes. You can be a victim, but um, as my healer likes to say, you know, when you're going through situations, don't see it as happening to you; see it as happening for you, right? You to take you out of that victimhood and put you back in your power, and that's essentially what own your power is.
1: is. I think.
2: I think ultimately, it's making a choice. It's choosing whether or not you see yourself as a victim or as a powerful spirit that you are and own your power. It gives you the tools and the opportunity to say, I'm not a victim. You know, we, we can choose to look at the world as it's falling apart. And, you know, in some ways it is, and it needs to fall apart for us to rebuild like the Phoenix, like what you said. And it's the same with our inner lives. We, we can, we can open ourselves to what is, is broken to what feels broken and ultimately heal and become more whole. And that is the opportunity right now of the world and our personal opportunity to choose our way in this, in this pandemic, in this world, for sure. Yeah. I think about your clients, you know, so many obviously come to you because they've lost loved ones. And I mean, part of the work that we do um, specifically is to really, in oming your power is to say that I was handed down a certain amount of beliefs and a certain amount of behaviors. And these are often, you know, ancestral lineage issues. And I don't have to choose that as I move forward in the afternoon of life. And part of the energy of what's coming up right now is to say that those are things that have been passed down by my loved ones that have passed generations and generations. And you can tap into that on your own in meditation and tap into the energy and the lineage of what's been passed down to you and then choose to break vows and agreements with the history of what you've been passed down. And then that's where all Your Power comes in to be able to use the tools to navigate this next journey.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: I mean and we personally know that. We're here
0: to you know break that karmic agreement, that legacy of suicide. And um you know, I hear it all the time. Spirits coming through saying I am I can now see, the veil's been lifted. They see clearly and don't make the same mistakes I made and trying to empower us, you know, to to heal that. Um so it's amazing. And so, you know, so for Some of my clients, I send you people oftentimes who are going through grief. It's not necessarily just a death. Sometimes it's a divorce. It's grieving your life as you once knew it. Look at with COVID and how we've been forced to change everything. Um, All sorts of grief, but um, also the, the healing. Like Ariella, we talk about this all the time, but women and body image issues and getting comfortable and embracing where you're at versus resisting or fighting. So I just, you guys offer like a variety of services. Um, what do you see most people, is there a theme right now, given the times we're in, people are coming to for certain um, issues more, more than the other?
1: Um, I think loss is, you know, what, what's happened is COVID in particular, but everything else that we've all experienced in our society has reminded people what we've tried to forget, right? Mm-hmm. Which is life is finite. We are mortal. We are fragile. And we better have, you know, as Frederick Nietzsche, who said, you know, she who has a big enough why can endure any how. And I better find my why. These are my clients. Yes. That's really I speak for. Mm-hmm. Clients. Yes. And then my clients are looking for a why to start enduring the how. I'm a, I'm a logotherapist, as you know. And logotherapy is meaning-centered psychotherapy. It was founded basically born out of the uh, ovens of Auschwitz by Dr. Viktor Frankl, uh, who's author of Man's Search for Meaning. And my mentor and teacher, Dr. Frankl, um, proved this out in the Holocaust. And if it's true in the Holocaust, it's certainly true now. And that is that we can choose our response to any given set of circumstances, right? That is ultimate freedom. And that's the central piece of of logotherapy. It's what my clients are begging for. Whether or not they can articulate it, they want to feel powerful, like they have a choice and they're not just victims of all of these circumstances.
0: Oh yeah. I love that because I'm seeing a lot of my clients are coming. um, Once we get past doing a few readings of connecting to departed loved ones, they want meaning and purpose. And they're trying to figure out how to step into that. Um, And again, I can channel only so much. But then it comes, you walk out of that reading and you have to figure out how do I, now what, how do I do the work to, you know, move more into that meaning and
2: purpose.
1: And and it's about guidance, which is what I do, but Ariel is the healer. And you're working with a lot of these folks on the healing side of things.
2: Yeah, absolutely. What I'm seeing a lot in my, with my clients are these feelings of worthiness Mm. and to be visible and to be seen and to have a voice. And so many women, I work with all women and it's this common theme lately of feeling like I need to, I need to inhabit this body that I was given. I don't always love it. I don't know how to fully treat it, especially with all the changes I'm going through and what is underneath that, which I believe we all come in, you know, we all come in as this omnipresent being, and then our circumstances help us forget that. And right. so I help my clients remember that you are whole and that you are worthy just the way you are with all of your junk. <laughs> and uh, a lot of I, a lot of what I'm seeing are limiting beliefs um, that just vows and promises we made when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And COVID is bringing that up. That energy wants to be healed and wants to be released for good now. Um, a lot of women feel like they have these ties to the past, to their parents, to their grandparents and beyond. We do a lot of energy healing work with ancestral lineage trauma. And like I said before, really just owning your own body, your mind, your spirit, your soul. And ultimately, you know, we always say that soul-centered is about meeting in the soul. And that's really what our clients come at different ends of the spectrum. You know, Baruch is the guide, I'm the healer, but They all want to know true freedom in their soul and their soul purpose. We just take them on a different route. And that's really what we've been doing for 20, almost 22 years of marriage is, is that we go, we go this way and this way and we meet in the soul. And that's really the, the gift of soul centered and the way that we work together too, because at times we do work together. We do groups together. um, We offer podcasts, we offer uh, videos together because we always meet in the soul So that's really important that we just navigate it differently.
0: Yeah, I love it. And you complement each other well. Is there anything you guys want to add that we want to go into?
1: So I just uh, became certified in the Enneagram uh, as a trainer. And I've used it for 20 years, but I really wanted to make it official and just kind of own the material. And the Enneagram, for anybody who doesn't know, is uh, it's an ancient character personality assessment tool, but it's really more energy. um, Where our energy shows up? What's our natural tendency? There's nine different types. Ennea means nine. So there's nine different kind of types. And within that, there's lots of subtypes. I bring this up because, you know, people also want, practical spirituality. It's no longer enough just to be spiritual. What do you do with that? How do you translate that? What does that look like? How does it allow me daily to take action to lead a more spiritually oriented life so I can manifest? And so Ariella also has been uh, studying the Enneagram, and we're really bringing that into our practice. And people are just so excited to have this language, this culture, this kind of shared experience around the Enneagram.
2: It is kind of exciting. We both, you know, Baruch was just uh, trained a couple of weeks ago, and I just took a training this past weekend or this past week. You guys have all these trainings. and We're we're (gasps) always learners. We love to learn. And ironically, coincidentally, we both did not know that they would both be on the Enneagram. And so um, B was already using it in his work. And it's really, the Enneagram is fascinating because, as I said, you know, we all come in knowing who we are and being that like vibrant soul. And then we forget and we get lost. Um, there's a really neat Kabbalistic story about how when you're about to be born, the angels come and they, they put their finger right here. And that's why that we have that indentation above our lip because it erases your memory of who you knew you were. And, it, and this life is about learning who you are. And the Enneagram is a great tool because it tells you about your innate personality, your behaviors, your earthly behaviors, and how to ultimately work with yourself to help you heal those things. Like we come from very different lines or different numbers. Um, So like learning what your number is helps you understand who you are and how you kind of travel around those nine numbers. But it's been a real eye uh, opener for, for your clients and for myself to really understand like this is just kind of how we are and we get to heal
1: it. Well, it's also given me a lot of compassion for my little sister who had to grow up with an Enneagram 8. I thought you He's a total pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. well, you, were, you were an adult when you, and you chose to take this on She's stuck with it. Great.
0: Yeah. It's scary how accurate it is, you know? And yeah. then I, it helps you with even your kids, like to be able to understand them and how to communicate with them and, and what they're going to hear and receive.
1: And, you know, for me, it really is powerful because it allows me to recognize that's my false self, right? It's not bad, but it's how I learned to survive. It's my reaction. You know, Dr. Frankel talks a lot about the difference between reaction and responding to life. And when I'm scared, when I'm in fear, I go into my Enneagram 8 and it's just this default and it's helped me give me a language and a pathway to ascend to my true self, right? And so having that in front of me, literally as a blueprint, I have it right here in front of me to look at it has been transformative.
0: That's amazing. You know, you just mentioned when you get afraid or anxious, and I just, I listened to your podcast on anxiety. I mean, you're talking about anxiety. It's just energy. It's like the little kid you were saying, Ariella, that needs your attention and Mm -hmm. it will do anything at all costs to get your attention. So what would you share if you had like one go-to tool that you guys use when you feel anxious or afraid, because let's be honest, we're all going through it at different times right now.
2: Yeah, What would that tool be? Um, my go-to tool is, is what I use every single day with myself and with my clients is that number one, it's meditation, but meditation is sometimes a really big word and it's a loaded word. So let's erase that word. Um, and the idea of sitting with yourself and anxiety, like I said, in my podcast, anxiety is like a little child wanting your attention. So what would you do if your child was crying or anxious herself? You would go to her and you would say, what's wrong? How are you feeling? And so literally what the work I do is through these visualizations. And I do it with myself every day Is I go to myself and I literally ask myself, I breathe, and I say to myself, where are you feeling this anxiety in your body? And then I open to that anxiety. Instead Mm -hmm. of running, I open it and I start to breathe in and I really let myself feel the fullness of it. And then I speak out loud and I say all the reasons why I'm feeling anxiety. It's like popping the balloon. You know, when something's so scary, it gets bigger and bigger. When you face it and just say, This is why I feel anxious and I'm scared because, and you know, etc., then you're giving a voice to it. Sometimes you can imagine anxiety sitting in the chair next to you. You know, sometimes you can put like a doll or a bear next to you on the chair and say, And imagine if it had words, what would it say? Mm. Just really opening your chest, your heart, and saying, This is how I feel. And it does pop the balloon of those intense emotions. And then you can find your journey and your pathway to spirit. Mm. Because I don't know about you or your listeners, but my pathway to spirit is often blocked with strong emotions or triggers. Right. So once I feel it, it's like that pathway is right there and I can feel myself enter in. That would be my number one tool. It really works. You just have to practice. It does work. In a session you and I had a while ago, you told me
0: I'm really good at ignoring my feelings. And um, you said when you drive home from work to your house, if you're feeling anxious or angry, just scream in the car, talk to your guides. And I do it. That's like my ritual now. It's like <laughs> I just great. start venting. And by the time I get home, I feel a lot lighter and yeah. I, move, I move that energy.
2: Yeah, so, that's exactly what it is.
0: Thank you for the great advice. Sure. Yeah. I just,
1: I just went walking with your husband yesterday morning. We just had this conversation. So, um, really? Yeah. So we were talking about um, anxiety is constriction. That's what it is. Or, you know, everything gets smaller and, and we feel like we're, we can't breathe. I mean, literally, you lose your breath. And so that's Kabbalah, kabbalistic And Kabbalah says the opposite of, of constriction is expansion. So we have to find ways to expand. And so, you know, I always in my own life, I don't do, I don't share anything with anybody that I don't live. And for me, it's always about realizing that I'm in constriction. I'm getting smaller. I'm good fear. Fear makes us small. And so I'm going to take back my space. You know, Dr. Frankel says, um, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space lies our growth and our freedom. And so when something happens to us stimulus, we're just going to react. Our job is to make that space between our re, uh, what happens and our response bigger. And so I call it expanding the space. And I, in my own life, and help other people, okay, before you react, that's okay. We're going to ex- find ways to bring mindfulness, meditation, expansion practices to your life so you can take back your power. So you don't have to feel like an animal and staring in the headlights, right. not knowing what to do and losing your breath. And, you know, all your power starts with breathing one of the things you do is to become mindful of your breath. These are obvious things, but we need people outside of us to remind ourselves of these things.
0: Yes. And I, I don't know about you guys, but how often do you find yourself not breathing? You know, I'll stop and be like, wow, I just need to center. And to find that stillness and that center, you need to get present through
2: your breath.
1: It's power. It, it, it really is. Power. It's only your power.
2: Yeah, it really does. You think about it, how easy, what a free tool breathing is. It's it's right here right. with you. And we do often lose it and that first step of anxiety. And really when you breathe, you're moving your digestion, you're moving your chakras, you're aligning your your spirits, you're doing so many things that we're unaware of. It's that first step into releasing anxiety.
1: It's also a spiritual practice. Like nobody thinks of it. They think of it as a physiological function. Like the Hebrew right. the Kabbalistic word for breath and soul are the same. Mm-hmm. We're actually souling ourselves up mm-hmm. when we're breathing, right? We're spiritual, you know, we're being spiritual when we're conscious of our breath. It right. doesn't have to be so out there, kind of woo-woo. It's really in us, waiting for us.
0: Right, right. And our point of power is in the now. And, you know, the, I for me, the anxiety comes... When I'm not present, I'm not breathing. I'm thinking or worrying about the future or I'm regretting or dwelling in the past. And so when I find myself doing that, I just stop. I come back because my guides keep saying, just breathe, just be. And so I just keep coming back to those
2: two things. Easier said than done sometimes. but For sure. I mean, I think To summarize that, like the next step of that is to just be means finding your stillness and your silence. And we're not used to doing that in a really busy world. And so really finding that silence and calming your nervous system. You might find when you start being still that you have a hard time holding still and you want to jump from one thing to another. And that's part of the anxiety. And we all have it, especially right now. And just to have compassion with yourself and practice, you know, like what V said, right. spirituality is about. It's building a muscle. It's using it in your whole life. And if you want to build muscles, you go to the gym and you work with a trainer and you do weights and you do cardio. And if you want to be a spiritual person, then you practice and you build that spiritual muscle.
1: But that's that's what I've seen, Rebecca. That you offer your clients or people in the readings is a is an opening to. You know, The wow, I always call it you know, you're the wow, I'm we're the how. Yeah, um, right. but people need the wow to kind of a shock and awe. Oh my god, this is real! My loved one continue, their spirit continues. Then they go home, then they start to forget, then they start to feel disconnected, then they start to feel anxious and sad, and all the things that come with it. And when I work with your clients, half the time it's about taking them back to that wow moment that you helped open up in them, and now taking back their power. So, and you talk about this a lot in your books so that they can start tapping into the wow. Yes. Right. And these are the ways we do that.
0: Yes, we can all do it. And for ourselves, right? Some of us are here to do it for others. We all have that direct connection. Um, and again, it comes, it's just so simple. It comes back to getting present, getting still, finding your center. And then you can hear that still small voice within. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are an inspiration. Truly. You walk your talk. You, you really are doing the work and, um, I'm just really grateful for both of you because I know all the clients I've sent to you have, you know, come back saying they feel like you took them to that next level. And then they were able to go in and do their own work from there. And, and then they don't need to come to me as often, right. Just for occasional check-ins. So thank you for really showing up and, and being the light.
1: Well, thank you. I mean, you, you know, as well as I do that this isn't about us, about you, it's about something much bigger than all of ourselves. And I, I really do believe that we're creating a holistic uh, approach to life between what you do and what we do. Um, because, you know, just it, it's not fragmented is not enough. I don't want pieces. I want the whole experience right. of a spiritually lived life. And I feel like that's what we're doing together.
0: Absolutely. Amen. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for, for sharing your gifts and for being a part of this. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for having, for having us. us. Welcome. Love you. We'll talk I'll to you. you too. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Small Medium at Large. To register for one of my Rebecca Rosen live online events or virtual small group readings, and to sign up for my newsletter, please visit my website, RebeccaRosen.com. There, you will also find additional resources for your spiritual journey, including my self-guided courses, books, and blog videos. You can also follow me on social media by searching at Medium Rebecca Rosen on Facebook and Instagram. As always, wishing you brightest blessings and all love.